Mama used to always say that. Life is like a box of isobars. You never know how much pressure you're going to feel. But weather jazz is a no-pressure zone. Get ready. Here's Andre. Welcome to Weather Jazz, a world audience podcast about anything and everything, weather, science, earth science, and things like Ask Me Anything Day on Open Line Friday, and that's where we're at today. I'm your host and the creator of the Weather Jazz podcast, Andre Bernier. I'm the senior meteorologist on staff with WJW Television in Cleveland, Ohio. This is episode number 337 for Friday, June 10th, 2022. And this opening segment will be a little shorter than normal. I'm trying to save my voice. I'm uh, succeeding in battling off something that uh, has given me a little bit of a scratchy throat here the last couple of days. In fact, we recorded Ask Me Anything on our Fox 8 Weather Facebook page on Thursday night. We had a nice showing of people. However, at one point, all of a sudden, I lost my voice and had to to uh, essentially turn around, cough. That was live on the air. But fortunately for you, you won't hear this in the audio podcast. Why? Well, the magic of audio editing. Phenomenal. All right. Uh, one other thing before we take that break and we go to the Ask Me Anything segment is the fact that this day, one of my very favorite YouTube live programs has now come to an end. And that was a bit of a surprise. So we received uh, an email alert saying, Free Jingle Friday from Music Radio Creative. They produce a lot of my stingers. In fact, the one that you heard at the very beginning today was recorded today as a part of the broadcast. But they mentioned that Free Jingle Friday, this one would be the last one. And uh, a bit of a surprise, uh, a lot of sadness from everybody that is a regular participant in Free Jingle Friday. It was uh, something that they did weekly, and then in January, they switched it up to once a month. And I thought, well, okay, I can see where you need to kind of take a break. What I'm going to do is embed their video on weatherjazz.com, episode number 337, And rather than explain or try to explain why they were making the changes, I'll let them do it in their own words. And it made a lot of sense. And I'll tell you why I have been looking for ways to kind of streamline Weather Jazz. And season two has now gone on for four years. We're approaching 80,000 downloads for season two. However, it has been in the back of my mind that perhaps... We need to step away, end season two, and think about what season three will look like. Because season one was distinctly different from season two. Season two was largely Monday, Wednesday, Friday. And uh, so perhaps season three will look like uh, something entirely different. Maybe the content and the structure would be looking different. It might be a good way to step away because 
I am getting to the same point that Mike and Isabella Russell apparently got in 2022. So if you would, be in prayer about that with me, because I obviously want to make the right decisions, especially since so many of you have been walking this walk with me and financially supporting Weather Jazz. Very important, because without that, a lot of the things that I've been using from Adobe Audition, a high-end audio editing program, to the Weather Jazz Podcast Audience Connect line, having that phone line available, a lot of that would not have been available. So kudos. I tip my hat off to you. Be in prayer with me now as I perhaps see a wrapping up of season two at the end of 2022 to take a step back and maybe reinvent things a little bit to keep them fresh and keep them exciting, not only for you, the audience, but for me too, the producer. And here's why. I want my enthusiasm to be infectious on those who pop in and listen. Okay, time to take a break. When we come back, Ask Me Anything segment that we recorded last night on the Fox 8 Weather Facebook page. We had a lot of really cool questions. We'll get to those coming up. Well, hi, everybody. Welcome back to the back half of Open Line Friday. And I am recording this live on the Fox 8 Weather Facebook page. And got a lot of great questions uh, here tonight. And I will entertain any more that happen to come in. And the first one that I am going to start with actually comes from Aniqua. Aniqua says... I've wanted to be a meteorologist since I was a little girl. Is it hard to become one? Um, Actually, what one needs to really be aware of going into a meteorology degree is the fact that there's an awful lot of science and an awful lot of math involved. Now, I'm not particularly uh, graced in mathematics, especially calculus, one, two, three, and differential equations and statistics and all that stuff. It's necessary. You have to understand calculus to understand how the atmosphere works. They actually go hand in hand. Did I like calculus? Not really. And uh, did I do okay? Well, I, I struggled at times, but I'll tell you what. It was my love for meteorology that drove me to make sure that I was putting the effort I needed to in calculus in order to get my degree. Because without calculus, one, two, three, and differential equations, um, you really won't be getting a meteorological degree or an atmospheric degree. Um, So is it hard? Only to the extent that you make it. If you love weather, and if you really love it with all your heart, you'll make it work like I did. Um, because, you know, mathematics, I was okay with it, but I mean, it wasn't my favorite thing. I loved physics. I loved the meteorology portion, et cetera. But, uh, so I hope that answers your question. Um, Alex says, how did I become a pastor? And uh, that was not, uh, anywhere on the radar when I first came to Cleveland at all. Um, but, um, our faith story really began to bubble up uh, when we moved here. 
And essentially, the the senior pastor, Dr. Kevin O'Connor, he's now with the Lord. That was 30 years, 35 years ago. Um, he apparently saw something in me. He says, you know what? You have what it takes to to get yourself a pastoral degree, and you can do it long distance. At that time, we didn't have the internet. He had to do it by mail. Uh, and so he convinced me, um, and with a lot of love and guidance from Dr. Kevin O'Connor, I finally reached that point, completed that, completed licensing, and then was ordained by a local group of pastors that know my uh, ministry very well. And... Um, you know, I, I just have a love for people. People, uh, I'm currently the interim pastor at New Promise Church in Cartland. And so if you're ever looking for a place to go uh, on a Sunday, I uh, certainly hope you uh, decide to, to come and pay, pay us a visit. I'm, I'm there all of the month of June if my voice holds out for this week. <clears throat> Aniqua says, I'm a trained weather spotter. And get high score on my quizzes, <laughs> but uh, she's not great at math. Um, I'm, I'm going to raise my hand too, Aniqua. Uh, but I blew through it because I love weather so much. So I hope that encourages you. All right, um, <clears throat> Pamela asked, "Are there any mayfly invasions around Cleveland yet?" The answer: No, not yet. In fact, there's an unusually low number of. Midges or the Canadian soldiers, not can, Canadian soldiers, uh, we used to call them muckleheads, muckleheads, little things. They don't bite, but they look like mosquitoes. Um, not been around uh, yet much, so that is interesting. Um, let's see. <clears throat> CJ mentioned that it was great that uh, the Weather Channel mentioned Bruce Kalinowski's and my essentially opening up the gateway to the Weather Channel. We had the first show ever when they pushed the button to hit start. That was on May 2nd, 1982 at 8.30 p.m. Eastern Time. Um, Kathy says, how is fog predicted? Very good question. Well, a couple of things go into that. Um, and let me just say, if it's windy, if the, the forecast includes a lot of wind, chances are there's not going to be a lot of fog. Because the air is very well mixed. You need light to calm winds. You need a temperature which is cool, which will cool to the dew point. Most of the time that happens in the fall and very, very late summer, although it can happen at any time of year. I mean, just look at uh, the other morning. We had these little tendrils of uh, ground fog everywhere in southeast Ohio. So you can have it at any time. Light winds, clear skies. And uh, temperatures which will cool down to the dew point. Again, if you have a lot of wind or if it's overcast, chances are you're not going to see a lot of fog unless it's what we call an advection fog. That's a different kind of fog. There are different kinds of fog. There you go. Uh, Let's see. CJ says, born and raised in Cleveland, but now living in Virginia recently. Are you related to John Bernier? the meteorologist in Richmond, Virginia. He is at Channel 8, I think, in Richmond. And he pronounces his last name Bernier, not Bernier, uh, but it's spelled the exact same way. And yes, we know each other from the days of the Weather Channel. Believe it or not, CJ, John Bernier in Richmond, 
uh, initially was at WEWS New Center 5 back in the 80s. And in the 80s, when he first saw me on the Weather Channel, he said, oh, Bernier. And we were born not far from each other. And our family trees kind of, sort of, somewhere out there connect. But we've never been able to fully connect that tree. But we're both from the same area. And uh, so uh, we exchange uh, Christmas cards every year. He's got a great family. Uh, and he is still very much involved in uh, meteorology at uh, Channel 8 in Richmond. Wonderful question. Thank you, CJ. Let's see. <clears throat> Do we have any other questions? I think that's almost it. Oh, I see another one. This is from Pamela. Thank you, Pamela. Could you uh, please explain a microburst? Microburst. Okay. Uh, the best way to describe a microburst, first of all, you need a thunderstorm, a convective cloud from which we have rain, usually with lightning and thunder. And that convective cloud, if it goes tall enough, reaches up into the stratosphere. Let's put it this way. Clouds don't like the stratosphere because of the temperature profile. So if it pops up into the stratosphere, it's going to come crashing down under its own weight. When it does that, a column of air begins to speed down that column of the the thunder cell. And when it hits the bottom, let me get a piece of paper because... uh, this is the best done this way. When air, a very small column of air, hits a uh, hits the ground, well, obviously, it's not going to go into the ground. The ground's not going to give way. It spreads out. So when it spreads out, it spreads out at a rapid speed <clears throat> as it dissipates. But if you're anywhere near that an initial collision with the ground, you can have wind gusts close to 100 miles an hour and producing lots and lots of damage. And uh, if you look at it from the air, the damage distribution looks like a starburst. That's how we can tell if it's tornado, straight line wind damage, or a microburst. They all have different signatures. Uh, CJ, thoughts on scud clouds? Heard that it's hard to explain. Well, it's, uh, it's one of those clouds that tend to to hang low, really low to the ground. Typically, it's when the atmosphere is very, very saturated. Typically, it's when it's raining or snowing. And when you have these little pockets of very super saturated air, you will get these little clouds really close to the ground. And that's where the Scud missiles got their name because Scud missiles basically don't go very high. They, they basically go right across just above the ground until they hit their target. Scud missiles, scud clouds, same concept. They're really, really, really low to the ground. And typically, it occurs when you have um, a, a, a very saturated ground, uh, very saturated air. Well, thank you so much for putting up with, uh, with the, my horse uh, voice. I'm going to give my vocal cords a rest, drink some tea. Now, fortunately, I was able to make it through tonight on Fox 8 News without any problems. I think I cleared my throat maybe once, which was really good. I, I was expecting a lot more. Um, 
but I think I got everybody's question. That's great. Not bad for a Thursday evening, and hopefully we will get more people to uh, to join in. Well, I hope you found that interesting, and we may do that again. Uh, However, I am beginning to think that perhaps we're going to crack open Alex Price's new book. And uh, it's uh, a book that I cannot recommend enough. And so maybe we'll take a couple of chapters at a time. He gave me permission to read it, having gotten permission from the person who helped him to assemble this book. But it is really inspiring. Maybe this is one of those things that perhaps will breathe a little life in weather jazz, the kind that I'm looking for. And I hope that you will see that as well. Naturally, I'm always looking for your feedback. Please drop me a line or drop me a voicemail. There are two ways to do that. The first is email. You can do that, weatherjazz at yahoo.com. And also, the Weather Jazz Podcast Audience Connect line. The number is 234-525-5888. You can go to weatherjazz.com, click on the Contacts tab at the very top, and that information will drop right down. Let me know what you think ought to be in a Season 3 revamp of Weather Jazz. What should we keep? And are there any new things we should consider doing? Would love to hear from you. Send me an email or a voicemail. So what's happening Monday? Remember, we're going to have Scott Sable back talking about an interesting humidity study that he did. Summer humidity is always on our minds, and he breaks it down for us in some rather unique ways. Have a great weekend, everybody. Stay safe, stay well, and we'll see you Monday. Weather and science across the globe. Jazz Podcast.